welcome back to uh, Game Show on the Incomparable Network, uh, nerds. It's it's me, Tony Sindelar. You know me from the internet, in your ears, uh, once again. And we're going to do something new and different on Game Show today. Uh, we are going to do a storytelling game. Uh, we're going to play a, a version of Fiasco as adapted for podcast format. Woo! Fiasco. Uh, I have four lovely players here to play a game. Uh, I will tell you, Fiasco is a game uh, advertised as not needing a game master, so I'm not really sure why I'm here, but they needed someone to talk <laughs> at the start. So, uh, first uh, in my, my screen and first in my heart, it's Micah Sargent. Hi, Micah. <laughs> well, howdy there, Tony Sindelar. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, Micah does not always talk like that. Uh, he is giving <laughs> away that this uh, this storytelling game today is going to be set in, uh, I don't know, the Old West? Some, some version of the West. Um, it depends on how the accents go. It could yeah. be anywhere between modern Georgia and uh, some something far, far in the past. Who yeah. knows? All right. Next up, uh, it's Monty Ashley. Well, hello there, Tony. Hello. <laughs> it is always a pleasure to make your acquaintance once again. I Haven't we already made acquaintances? I'm, I'm real bad. Once a, every time I see you, it is a whole new experience of joyous acquaintanceship Mon- blooming in my Monty breast. got a lot further in finishing school than I did. Um, it's so hot here. <laughs> the only way I can talk. Uh, all right. Next, it's uh, Aline Sims. I can't follow that. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to this experiment in storytelling games. And uh, against my better judgment, but because of contractual obligation, it's two-time Jeopardy winner, Glenn Fleischman. Well, hello there, Tony. How are you doing tonight, <laughs> sir? I am I, doing good. And just so we know, I love Glenn. This is, It comes from a place of love. Um, so. Glenn, oh, are you not going to do a voice? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. If I know what my own voice sounds like anymore. Glenn, I'm concerned about the air quality of your basement right now. Uh, <laughs> it's dusty down here. All right. So as you've gathered from uh, our participants' lovely uh, uh, voices, uh, we are doing a Wild West-themed version of Fiasco today. Uh, Fiasco is a storytelling game about lust, greed, corruption, and poor planning uh, in which four individuals uh, will cross paths in the old west town of, of a boomtown. Uh, some of them are looking to get rich. Some of them are looking to get even. And probably things aren't going to go great for many to all of them. Uh, this is a storytelling game with some dice rolling to inject some randomness and chance. But it's it's kind of different from your other games where, you know, the roll of the dice would tell you the outcome in terms of, you know, Monty rolls a six and Glenn rolls a five. Therefore, Monty wins. It's going to be a little bit more complicated than that. Uh, and a little bit more open-ended. So we've heard our participants, but I think we gotta we gotta learn a little bit more about their characters that they'll be playing tonight. So let's uh, let's go around a little one more, and if you could just give us a uh, the name and uh, what your character is up to in uh, in Boomtown today, uh, that would be great. Uh, Micah, howdy there. So I am Amos Benjamin Cassidy. I am the saloon proprietor. I own the Dusty Bottle. I also happen to uh, hand out a few loans for people who might need them, but um, you don't pay me back with lots of interest. There's going to be a problem. Well, uh, I happen to, to know a few of the people here who uh, will be introduced soon, but I think that's all we're going to share right now. Am I correct, Tony? I think that's good. That sounds. You sound like a very enterprising individual. Um well, you know, you're, you've got a, a, a connection to, uh, um, to Monty's character. Monty, tell us a little bit about who you are. I am Jasper P. Throckmorton, sir. You have no doubt heard of my family, the Throckmortons. That's right. 
I am the proprietor of the Throckmorton Emporium in town. And we have not just one, but two Throckmortons joining us today. That's quite a savings, podcast listeners. Uh, Aline, tell us about your character. I am Sheriff Maeve Throckmorton. Um, I don't really associate with that Jasper guy. As you can tell, we're very different people. I think he's rather pretentious. Um, And I am here to keep my eye on all of these people here. And once again, at the end of the rotation, we got uh, Glenn. Tell us about your character, Glenn. Well, uh, my name is Otis McElherney, and sometimes I forget Voice. what my accent is. <laughs> <laughs> the air cleared up. That's good. The vapors. That's the right. vapors. I think I might go with a. Uh, yeah, I might sound more like my friend. Uh, <laughs> well, now I know what it's, it's like Cassidy. to lose one's mind. So that's right. Uh, so we can't uh, all do the same accent. That's no fun. <laughs> well, I'll be from the same. Like, all right, my name is Otis McElherney. We're gonna go with that voice. Is that the best yeah. voice I got? My name's Otis McElhoney, and I made my way west from parts east, and uh, nobody quite knows where I came from, but I do know that I knew my good friend Amos Benjamin Cassidy back there, if you know what I mean. And uh, we don't talk about that so much, except all the time. Uh, I'm the county clerk, <laughs> and uh, I have an, an office that seems to be often full of people engaged in tasks and tactics that i don't uh, always want to know what is exactly going on in that office but there i am at the center of the web and i am pulling some strings uh but let's not talk about that either okay i like it Fr- w- moved west from parts east story checks out <laughs> the math works on that one i love it <laughs> all right so the way uh fiasco is gonna work uh we're gonna have an act one uh we're gonna inject some chaos because everybody needs an agent or an element of chaos and then we're gonna have an act two and then we're gonna have the aftermath so in act one we're gonna have a couple scenes with each character and basically the way it works glenn is gonna start us off he's gonna uh paint us a quick little word picture and then we'll find out which characters are involved in that scene and they're gonna take it away in character uh and uh, we'll we'll kind of keep that rotation going as uh as the trouble builds up here at uh in Boomtown and, and you know things start to start to go off the rails, uh yeah so uh Glenn uh whenever you're ready um tell us uh tell us about where the first scene s- takes place. Well, I'm uh, here in my city clerk uh, county clerk office. I'm doing the paperwork that I enjoy so much that I spend most of my time. Uh, filling out forms. That's the uh, exciting, most exciting thing you can do in a town like Boomtown is fill out forms. Uh, and, uh, my good friend, uh, Amos is here, of course, as he often is. He, for some reason, does not spend enough time at his tavern, <laughs> but he spends it here in my office for reasons that we will not discuss at the moment. And, uh, also, uh, uh, Jasper Throck, P. Throckmorton is, uh, is here because we have some business to discuss, I believe, or perhaps he has some paperwork he needs me to fill out for him and stamp many times with a notary stamp. All right, and just a, a, a added piece of instruction for our uh, our players here. Uh, Glenn has set the stage for this scene. Uh, at some point, as we kind of reach the end of the scene, uh, one of the other players that could be someone whose character is present or or not uh, is going to. They our players have some dice, but basically they're going to get to give us either a thumbs up or a thumbs down in terms of. Our thing is going to go good for Glenn's character or not so good. Uh, they have a limited number of each of those that they can deal out. So, uh, Monty, uh, Micah, or Aline, uh, at some point you're going to get to give that signal to everybody else and we'll, uh, we'll see what that actually looks like based on the, uh, the characters. That makes sense to everybody? Yes. 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 Sure. All yes. right. 
I, yeah, uh, I think so. I think so as well. So we uh, we join the action already in progress uh, in uh, Otis's office uh, where uh, Jason and uh, is it Amos? Is that it's Jasper? Jasper. 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 Sorry, Jasper. Uh, it, uh, are they're all present? So. Ah, Mr. McElherney, how delightful to see you at work for once. Mr. Throckmorton, it's uh, wonderful how much you spend your time in my office instead of doing anything useful with yourself. (laughs) Sir, I am increasing the economic scope and activities of our city. Soon it will be a fine metropolis. Uh, Now, as soon as this... um interesting character makes his way out of here uh otis i got something i need to talk to you about so you know if you could hurry up with those papers maybe give a little wink and a stamp on something we can uh, get moving along to more important business why amos i'm sorry i did not know i was in your way <laughs> oh jasper you're in a lot of people's way a lot of the time indeed i am which brings me to the reason for my visit to your charming office mr McElherney. i have recently closed a deal on the lot just northwest of this very hotel we are standing in, and if you could just notarize this and scribble whatever passes for your signature on it, I will be out of your hair with one more piece of property in this fine city under the Throckmorton name. Well, Mr. Throckmorton, you know that it can take several months to process the paperwork because I am so busy. Several months and very large sums of money to get that notarization on your form. Oh, really, Otis? Very large sums of money. Are you demanding a bribe from me for a simple real estate transaction? This is a completely above-board non-suspicious occasion. Sir, I was elected in a non-partisan fashion, and I serve no man except my paperwork. Now, that Jasper, is not a man. let me ask you something, Jasper. You yes, seem sir. to be a man who's uh, familiar with the concept of lubricant, right? <laughs> yes, sir, that is a Amos, course. we agreed to what? never discuss this in public. Oh. Makes the trains come, and soon the train will come, and Exactly. You, oh, you throw it down there on the track and keep those trains rolling. Well, that's all Otis is asking for. What? He was a little lubricant. I, Amos, I think you're mistaken. You're thinking of that gold heist that you were not involved in, in which the train did not stop and just kept running on the tracks because of all that baby oil you put on it. Gentlemen, I feel we are drifting somewhat from my purpose for being here. Mr. McElherney, what will you require of me to approve this purchase, which I will point out, you do not have any legal authority to approve or disapprove in the first place. Well, I tell you, it's going to take months to sign, but you know, we could go a lot faster if that fence around my property were fully repaired. And, oh, I don't know, that might cost uh, $3 to fix. Now, if I only had that money in my hand in the form of some silver, well, then I might be able to stamp a little faster. You are asking me for three silver dollars, then? No, no, I'm not asking you for anything, of course, sir, and that is a ridiculously large sum of money anyone would ever speak of in this time, uh, but it would make it go a lot faster for me to get back to my paperwork. I will give you these three silver dollars, sir, not in the manner of a bribe, but merely as a demonstration of my admiration for your 
skills in demanding bribes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I am known in several counties as the best grifter there is, so I appreciate your recognition of my talents. And here, now, here sir, is your stamp. Like it would be the most profitable way to go about being a grifter and being known from county to county, but I suppose you know your business. Uh, that's right. I take the, I take people by surprise. Now here's your notarized stamp, kathunk, 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 and uh, I don't know if we have machines that make that sound right now, but I'm making it anyway. <laughs> you and are sign my scrawl, individual sir. The future will be here before any of us know it. This is correct. And oh so the business transaction is complete. Uh, Monty gave Glenn a thumbs up during that scene. <laughs> the trade war has begun. Uh, Otis was gonna get his uh, his his so needed bribe and uh you know i guess M- otis is one step closer to getting rich or at least a few th- silver dollars definitely you know every little <laughs> bit helps right um monty make note you've given away kind of one of your thumbs up one of your white die uh so everybody gets a thumbs up and a thumbs down to give out um in this uh first act so uh let's move on to our next uh scene uh aline you weren't in that scene so i think you get to go next uh aline uh now that we've done one scene i'm gonna give you the choice you can either set up the scene involving your character or reserve the right to uh determine to resolve that scene so resolving being giving the thumbs up or thumbs down so up to you whether you want to set it up or uh uh have the uh resolving uh, ability I I want to set up. All right. So, uh, Aline, tell us about the next scene. Well, I think this is uh, pretty soon after Monty has bribed, after, excuse me, after Jasper has bribed Otis. And I think we're, we're in Otis's office. Uh, and I think that the sheriff's going to come in and uh, confront Otis about taking bribes mm-hmm. so just to remind our listeners uh otis is our somewhat corrupt county clerk uh and mave is our seemingly significantly less corrupt uh town sheriff so uh and so you just you just uh described the scene that way does that mean that uh amos had a chance to leave the office i think so Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, she this- wedged into the corner. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this go is anywhere. just a later scene. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, Maeve and Otis, take it away. So, Otis, I hear a rumor um, that maybe things aren't up on the up and up in this office. What's going on? Oh, uh, Madam Sheriff, I am just taking care of business in this office as the people of this fine county elected me to do so. So what are these three silver pieces sitting on your desk? Now, there's a great story associated with that. You see, uh-huh. each of them has a different marking on them. And if I take these cups I have here and I put them on top, watch the middle one. Now I move them around. Tell me, where did that one go? I, no, that's not are, right. Are, are you trying to play a shell game with me? No, where of course, ma'am. These are, these are cups. These are cups. These are not shells. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I come from back east. It's a fine tradition where I come from. But we do not play it for money. We only play it with money. Uh-huh. So I was actually standing outside the door when you and my cousin Jasper were talking. And uh, I got to say, it didn't sound legit to me. Well, you know, it's a, a very funny thing. Jasper, I know you do not get along with him very well at all. And I understand there are some bad I don't think I get blood. along with you very well either. 
Well, Madam Sheriff, uh, let me tell you, he is a generous man. He gave me three silver dollars because he knows that this office does not pay very much, and he knew my fence is in such disrepair uh, that he's all of my cows. Not a generous cows- man, sir. Oh, in my experience, he is the most generous person I know in town. He is but, uh, always showering his beneficence upon people like myself who are not deserving of it. So here, here's what we're going to do. The next time I hear that you are taking bribes for a job you should be doing anyway, I'm taking you down. Well, Madam Sheriff, that may be difficult because I have been writing transcripts of everything you have said through these thin office walls for the last several years. And if you go down, no, if I go down, how does that work? (laughs) You're going down with me. I'm not good at Proverbs, ma'am. I did not study the Bible. I can tell, clearly. (laughs) Otis, I haven't done anything. I don't know what you've made up in those transcripts, but... I feel like the people of this town know who I am and what I stand for. And I think they also know who you are and what you stand for. Madam Sheriff, truer words have never been said. (laughs) And seen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Dun, 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 dun. So, uh, let's, uh, let's follow the action. Uh, so, uh, perhaps, uh, somewhere, uh, perhaps, uh, Amos, where 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 uh where are you? You're uh are you down the hall? You back at your saloon? What's happening yeah, next? Yeah, I'm in Micah? my saloon. Oh, uh, okay. So it's my my turn to set up. Micah, the scene. it is your turn. So other players, uh, Micah's gonna. Micah, do you want to set up the scene or you want to resolve your scene? I'm gonna set up the scene. All right. So uh, tell us a little bit about the scene. And again, other players, uh, be watching for Micah's scene and give him uh thumbs up or a thumbs down if, if he's gonna get what he uh what he wants or needs out of this this situation. I don't want to bring Otis into another scene because poor Glodis had a lot to do. Um, well, but I do at some point, parchment in my throat. And- yeah, I do at some point need to work with uh, with Otis on mm-hmm. that thing that I wanted to tell him. Uh, but for now, uh, let's say Amos is at the saloon um, and is sort of working behind the counter and uh, is having a conversation with someone who's looking for alone so that sort of like requires that they order a specific drink and then the conversation happens uh and Maeve walks in to sort of maybe get some more details on what's going on with Otis because Maeve would know that Otis and Amos hang out quite a bit all right uh Micah I can volunteer to be your uh your the uh your your customer uh what does Professor Rat sound like I think it was it's like up here a little bit and okay a little snivelly (laughs) All right. <laughs> well, she's one of those. He's one of those uh, yes, old my, professors. My, my normal voice. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. no! No, Tony, you're not sniveling. Um, all right, so we are in uh, uh, the uh, the dusty bottle. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jasper is tending bar, and uh, Professor Rathskellion, uh, noted not no not noted, but local uh, academic, has come in uh, seeking. Uh, uh, offer of services and uh and Maeve will be not too far behind so take it so, away micah so i heard you ordered the two finger clementine whiskey uh, i i i think it that is what i intended to do yes 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 sir all right so uh here's what we need to here's what i need you to understand i don't make these deals lightly and i don't make them 
with much favor in your way for uh, returns, if you understand what I'm saying. No, it's it's you a take... sure thing. My experiments are so very close to completion. Yeah, I had my guys look at the experiments you're working on, and that's the only reason you're here face-to-face talking to me, because I know that there could be something there. No, I'm going to crack just... it. Lead into gold. It's a sure thing. All right, here's what I need you to understand. Uh, you uh, have... Excuse me. I couldn't help it over here. What kind of experiments are you talking about here? Well, oh, just... hello there, Maeve. How you doing, Sheriff? I I'm gonna. I'll talk to you curious. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go ahead and head on out of here, Rat Scallion. How can I help you, uh, <laughs> Miss Maeve? Uh, you, you, you want to, you want to drink of some sort of course? It's on the house for you. No, I don't. I really don't. Uh, uh, what are you doing? I know you're up to something. What oh. is going on? Oh, no. Um, so you see, I was uh, trying to help a friend of mine there. You saw him, uh, good old Professor Ratscallion. He's working on some stuff and he just needed, a, you know, a couple couple silver dollars to get things rolling. If uh, if and you understand what I'm saying. So, I, you know, from time to time, give my good friends some money when they need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk to you about Otis, actually. That's why I'm here. <laughs> oh, oh yes, uh, Otis. I, I I don't really know much about Otis. Uh, what what's it? Otis Mac- McElroy? Yeah, uh, I don't know much about Otis McElroy. What's uh, what's going on? Look, I know you in here up to something. I know that he is taking bribes from people in town to get their paperwork taken care of. And you know, maybe if you talk to me, tell me what's going on. I can look the other way for a little bit. Um, so what you're saying is you want me to be a rat, uh, assuming that what you think uh, is happening is happening. Well, I mean, if you can't provide any evidence, Maeve, then how can we be sure that you know what you think you know? How do you know I don't have any evidence and I'm just trying to be nice to you? Uh, you, you know, um, I actually need to help, uh, a couple of these customers over here, uh, right quick, but, uh, give me, give me a few moments to think about it. Um, and, and, and I'll, I'll get back to you with, uh, potentially a, a little bit of, uh, what I know. I'm keeping an eye on you. All right. Uh, and I, I guess because there's not been a thumbs up or a thumbs down yet. Uh, I, Amos uh, steps away to uh, help people, and he's sort of just thinking about what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, so uh, I want a beer. Give me a beer. Yeah. Hurry up. Make that with a beer. Two whiskeys. I need my rod cut. So uh, standing there for so long, we're all so thirsty. Monty, wow. Aline, or Glenn, uh, I think we need a thumbs up or a thumbs down on how things are going to go for uh, Micah's character. I need I need a volunteer here. Thumbs all right, down. Glenn is Glenn is giving you the thumbs down. So. Uh, uh, Micah and Aline, this is things are not going to go great. So things are things are not so going gonna... well for Amos in in one way one way or another. All right, I'm coming back. Yeah, I'm walking back over to Maeve. All right, Thank Sheriff. You. Um, I done thought about what you said, and here's the deal. Uh, Otis keeps a pretty tight ship, and I'm uh, I, I gotta say, I don't think that he's been getting up to much of anything, and therefore. <laughs> I can't be of much help for you, madam. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, I am keeping my eye on you. Very well. Very well. 
All right, and scene. So uh, I think our last uh, scene of this round, Monty, you're going to have to set us up unless you want to defer on setting up for the uh, the right to resolve it. Uh, I would like to set it up. All right. Uh, Jasper is out at that vacant lot that he has just purchased. Mm-hmm. And let's have Maeve come by and talk to him about what exactly has been going on. Oh, you're 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 uh you're close but not so close relative Maeve. So everybody little, in this town is crooked. Li- little little family <laughs> reunion at the vacant lot. Ah, uh, yes, this will be the perfect location for my spa. <laughs> what People spa? Will... Oh, hello there, Madam Sheriff. Oh, cut the crap. (laughs) Uh, Have you noticed that everybody in this town is very stressed out? Everybody is always working so hard. What I propose is they will come to me, pay me a small fee, and then walk into a room that's very hot. That'll never work. It will. It will be so relaxing. You keep spending money on these harebrained schemes, and I. This is why we don't get along. This is why we never talk. I thought we didn't get along because you told people I'm your cousin, not your brother. Now, I will admit that our family is a little confusing with all of the adoptions and intergenerational incest. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how you work in a thumbs down. But I promise you, madam, I am certain that we are brother and sister. Look, would you want to claim you? I mean, really? Like, I just came to talk to you. I am a successful businessman. I just came to talk to you. An entrepreneur. And find out what happened today when you went to the clerk's office to get your stuff taken care of because I overheard some of what happened and I want to get your side of the story. Why I went in with an ordinary business uh, paper to get approved and the clerk did it. And that was the end of it. It was simple. There was no problems at all. Mm -hmm. No, no three, three silver pieces. Three. I'm certain I would remember three silver dollars. Oh, that's really, Interesting because I would, I would, Otis see, told me you I, gave them to him to to do something with. Why would you do that? Well, he's a he's a resourceful young man. I mean, uh, I mean, oh, he told me about a specific pers- purpose. He says he's, so. he's he's very good at numbers. You know, studied the Bible. Oh, hmm. This is really interesting. This is really interesting. No, uh, keep talking. To the best of my knowledge, I have not been involved in any shady dealings. So, that's it. Sister Maeve, you have given me the idea of a lifetime. Oh, I don't even want to hear it. A shady business. Have you noticed how hot it is around here? It's so hot. What if I took this vacant lot and just built a very high roof? People You're... will pay me money to stand in the shade. and I don't You're even impossible. have to. This is why I never try to talk to you. <laughs> I have to go find some very tall pieces of wood to set up my awning. Tall pieces of wood. Well, they might look like long pieces of wood, but I have a plan. I'm sure you do. I'm sure. Look, I can't can't do this anymore. I'm going to go. I know you're not telling me the truth, but you know what? It's going to come out sooner or later. It's always lovely to see you. Uh-huh. 
All right, and so we have uh, we've concluded four uh, scenes uh, with each of our four characters. Uh, I'm going to invite the players just to take a moment. You've got some notes about your characters and your details and your wants and needs. Just maybe take a look at those uh, as you think about what's going to happen in your next scene as we uh, conclude Act One. Um, we got a lot of good backstory here. I think uh, this next round might stick to things that are a little bit quicker, and let's uh, let's stick to scenes with uh, <laughs> with uh, only. Two, two characters in them for now. Um, does anybody want to volunteer to go first? We can do these in whatever order uh, people are feeling inspired. Uh, so we are actually back in the city clerk's office. It is Otis and Amos. Uh, Amos sort of waited until everybody had gone and done their thing. He sort of was keeping or had maybe some of his people keeping an eye out for him uh, to see whenever the sheriff wasn't around. So maybe this is actually while uh, Maeve and Jasper are having their conversation out on the lot. Sure. Um, so here is You can Amos. see us through the window. Yeah. <laughs> here is Amos and Otis um, having their conversation that they were going to have earlier. Now, Otis, uh, I did want to tell you earlier, I was, happened to be, of course, over at the saloon, and I heard this conversation about uh, the... Hey, you, heard, you heard of Gold Creek? Uh, of course, I, I've filled out many a form about Gold Creek. Well, apparently there's gold in them there hills, because... Somebody, you don't say! Somebody done struck rich... And uh, there's quite a bit of money uh, to be made, is what I'm understanding. So here's what's going to need to happen. I need you to do your fancy city clerking and work up some taxes or whatever you need <laughs> so that we can take a cut of that gold. Well, I could arrange it so that they never owned the land in the first place due to misfiling and that we might actually wind up being the legitimate owners of that stake. Well, boy, howdy, Otis. I didn't know you could go that far with it. That sounds exciting. Who could possibly stop us in this town? <laughs> uh, well, here's what we're going to do. Uh, you, you know, take your papers and read your, your documents and all that jazz. Make sure it's locked up tight so that old sniffing sheriff, Sheriff Maeve, don't come and ruin plans. You see, you got to make this as official as possible. So that way there can't even be any law involved with messing us up. Now, you do that and I'll make sure that you don't run into any problems with old Jasper or old Maeve. I'll take care of everything for you. That's you're the man I've grown to count on, even though I do not know how to count. <laughs> well, count one, two, three, Amos, Benjamin, Cassidy. I got three names and you can count on all of them. Scene. <laughs> nice. All right. Excellent. So things are, things are going great for our uh, partners in crime. Uh, who's ready to, uh, do the next scene i successfully hijacked this to be about bureaucracy so michael <laughs> accidentally glenn you are who you are so our next scene is going to feature uh jasper uh and monty's going to get to to tell us how things work out for J jasper p throckmorton but uh micah aline and o uh, and or i almost called you otis glenn uh Monty needs some uh, some setup provided for him. Can uh, one or more of you uh, tell me what's next for Jasper uh, in this whole escapade? Where where will he end up next? I think well at a lumber mill. Obviously, there's a lot, probably a lumber mill in town. Mm -hmm. uh, 
However, the lumber mill owner most likely hates Jasper, as does everyone else in the city, apparently. Nonsense. No, no, no. (laughs) Let's not get greedy. (laughs) Who else is there with me? Yeah, who else is there? I I can be an obnoxious lumber mill owner, but somebody else is going to have to cross paths, I think, at the lumber mill. We need one of these uh, protagonists. Yeah, one of you you that are player Uh, characters. Well, here's what I'm thinking is uh, my guys, in order to sort of keep things away from the sheriff's eyes, will plant my uh, the money that I'm making uh, in these high interest loans in uh, different deposits around the lumber mill. Um, Why, Mr. So- Cassidy, what is it you are doing there with that deposit here scattered around the lumber no, mill? No, no, no. I'm just walking <laughs> into the lumber mill. Or Amos is just walking into the lumber those big bags with dollar signs on them? Sees Jasper there. Uh, so yeah. Why, Mr. Cassidy, it seems like it's been months since you and I have talked. You did not come to my wedding. Uh, you know, just, <laughs> Sally uh, was very sad you were not there. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I ain't got nothing to say to you, Jasper, I'll be honest, except... Oh, now, that hurts me, sir. Sally always speaks very highly of you, and it was my hope that you would accept your loss like a gentleman. You know, it was accepting my loss like a gentleman for not being there, because if I was there, I would have brought a few of my friends along with me, and I don't know if you would have made it to the end of the wedding. You heard of the term shotgun wedding? I was thinking oh, about bringing one of those boomsticks to the wedding. Oh, and, uh, you would have fit right in. Say, look at this plank. They make good planks here, don't they? I have always <laughs> thought this is one of the finest plank stores. What, what do you call that? Lumber mills in town. <laughs> It's, a, it's available in both tall and long, sir. Oh, see, these people, they know how to be flexible. Why can't you be flexible, Amos? I had a business opportunity I was going to invite you into. Mm, I'll show you flexible. Uh, and Amos Ooh. starts to like, stretch his arms a little bit uh, back and forth. Look here, Jasper. Say, that would be come... a good act in the circus. I'm very good at acts. Oh, I studied boy. the Bible. You know, you're 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 just you're just really trying to get my goat, aren't you, there, Jasper? I didn't come. I here was to not talk aware Sally left you with a goat. Now, you want to say that line again to me, Jasper? I said, I don't believe we left you a goat. And <laughs> clear enough this? for you, Mister Cassidy. Oh, that's very clear, and I hope this rings your little noggin. And he, Amos, punches Jasper. Uh, I'll roll for damage. Let's see. Oh, my uh, face! Uh, 2d6 um, punching damage. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thacko? Uh, yes. So, uh, thank God I fell down in this big pile of sawdust that cushioned my fall somewhat. <laughs> perhaps has cushioned your fall, but perhaps not your pride, Jasper. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, Amos just walks by to go do his business. All right, and scene. Very unneighborly. Pride goeth before a fall, <laughs> says the Bible somewhere. All right, so I think we got uh, two more scenes to set up. Uh, either uh, Aline or Glenn. Uh, who's who's ready to go? I'll, I'll let you set a scene for me. Oh, okay. And I'll I'll take my. So uh, Aline is going to let, uh, she's going to determine Maeve's fate in this scene. Uh, I need uh, Micah, uh, Monty, or Glenn, or a, com- uh, a team effort. What's what's next uh, for Maeve, who I think we last saw having a little bit of a family reunion at the, uh, the, the, the empty lot uh, with her uh, unclear relative. <laughs> so I would like Maeve to 
lean a bit on Otis, but not at the clerk's office. Yeah. Like another scene between them, but maybe somewhere else. Uh, Micah, Glenn, you got any ideas the where else? Sarsaparilla could... parlor, of course. Oh, the Sarsaparilla we... parlor. Don't you Do think not... there's one of them? We have yeah. that along with the saloon. Absolutely. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of competing interest there they're, for the dusty bottle. They're non-alcoholic. They're and there's so there's a spa stuff. about to open up. You're you gotta. This is you a know. fancy town. It's a good thing that no. the dusty bottle's just a front. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've downgraded the spa. It's just going to be a shady business now. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we're at the uh, the Sarsaparilla Saloon, which is we'll say uh, just just across the street from the Bradford Hotel. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, is uh is Maeve there and Otis arrives, or is Otis there and Maeve arrives? What do you guys think? Oh, I think I'm sitting there drinking a sarsaparilla, don't you? All right. So, it's like sarsaparilla, what I sir. <laughs> oh, this is mighty fine sarsaparilla. You know, son, have, have you ever seen a raw sarsaparilla root? No, sir. Someday when I'm older, Pop says I might get to. <laughs> it's a it's a proud sight, son, and you may ask your old man to bring his sarsaparilla shaver with him too. Kid, do not listen to this man. Just stay away from him as much as you can. Oh, Madam Sheriff, it is, it's you again. It's you again. It's always delightful to see you in a place that is not of ill repute like that saloon. So, <clears throat> I don't even care. So, <laughs> <laughs> I do say. I had a chat with Jasper earlier, and he didn't seem to remember what those silver pieces were for. Yes, I'm afraid you are, is, is your brother or your cousin? I can never keep that straight. I'm afraid this relative of yours seems to have had a, some sort of injury to his head, possibly when he was carrying tall or long lumber. I believe some of it may have fallen upon him, and he does not seem to recall things quite as well as he used to. Hmm, that's... That's interesting. I don't remember that event in my... Did you have tall or long lumber fall on you as well? That might explain the memory loss. You know, Otis, this kind of... You just you just can't continue like this. Someday, you're going to get caught. Uh, ma'am, it's, it's possible that, uh, Madam Sheriff, that someday all of my wrongdoings... Well, I should probably not use that word. We'll come what? out. Oh, yeah. Tell me more about these wrongdoings. What, what well, you? you know, I drink sometimes two sarsaparillas in the evening, and my doctor said I should only drink one. That is a very wrong thing for me to do. Someday it may, turn, may come out that the tide is turned upon. Old Otis, although I believe I'm also a young man, I cannot keep track of that as well. Uh, but for now, I believe I am an on top. And if you do not mind, I would like to finish my sarsaparilla in peace. <sighs> All right. But I am watching you. And seeing. So our uh, our sheriff once again uh somewhat rebuffed in her apparent in her attempts to get some shake some intel out of these uh good for nothings or get a rat or uh or just, just get any hint of what, what's going on behind the scenes here in Boomtown. So uh that concludes Act One. Uh we're, you know, kinda halfway there, but we're gonna we're gonna pick up the pace in the uh the second half of the game. So uh here's what I need each of you to do. Um so pretend that you have a or you could actually have it, like a white die and a black die in front of you. I want you to decide a player that you think you a player you want to do well. You're going to give him a white die and a player that you want to do, uh, or I shouldn't say a player, but a, a character you want things to go well for and a character you want things to go not at all well for. You're going to hand the character you want things to go well for a white die, character uh, you want things to go poorly for a black die. So uh, let's just do this kind of clockwise. Um, 
Who is going to hand a die to Micah? I am. Me, Monty is. Monty, what color die are you handing to Micah? A white die to Micah. All right, Micah, you got a white die. Um, Monty, who's going to hand a die for a white die? Who's going to hand a die to Monty? I'm handing Dunk. Okay. Glenn and Aline, what are you handing? Black. Black and Glenn? White. All right. Monty, you got one of each. Uh, Who's handing dice to Glenn? I am. Aline and Monty, what are you what are you handing to him? I'm handing black. White. All right, you got one of each. Oh. All right, we're got really spread out and then Aline, who's handing dice to Aline? I am Glenn and uh Micah. What are you what are you giving her? I'm not handing it to Aline, I'm handing it to Maeve and it's a black die. All right. <laughs> it goes to Maeve. Also I'm black sorry, die to Maeve. Maeve. to do poorly. All right. Also black die to Maeve. So, it's I not to you Aline. I, I see you. you. Does, I see you. Does everybody have their dice that they've been handed? Yes. Uh, yes. Wait, how many? What, I, don't, I lost track of I only I have one. <laughs> I got I one black, you, one white. Yeah, you I gave you white. Each. All right. Yeah, I okay. need you to roll your dice and uh, roll your dice and tell me uh, you're going to do some math between whatever the highest total and the lowest total is. If you only had one die, you're subtracting zero. Um, Wait, why would I have more than... Oh, I'm sorry. You had two dice, Glenn, right? I had two dice. I had two dice, yes. So, Glenn, one of those die is higher than the other one, right? Yes. Which which one was it? Uh, the black die is four, and the white die is three. All right. Your overall score is black one. Did anyone get a higher black die score than Glenn? I suspect uh, Aline, I Aline and, and or Monty. Monty, what'd you get? Uh, black four total. And uh, Aline, what'd you get? <clears throat> I don't want to tell you. Is it higher than six? So, all right. I don't want to tell you. Yeah, it's eight. It's okay. You get that's going to be great. You get to decide stuff. Uh, who got the highest? Uh, probably. So, Micah, did you have white dice? I had one white die. And all it's right, a four white. So, four. based on the system, if I did this right, um, you're going to get to uh, Micah and Aline are going to get to determine what's going to go- change in um, in uh, the. Uh, the next half here. So, um, you know what, uh, Micah, you just rolled a four. Um, mm-hmm. So, Micah, uh, I'm going to tell you that there's going to be an element of guilt in the uh, the second act of our story here, and that can that can be from anybody. Um, why don't you give me another another die roll? Okay, four again. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Micah. Uh, this is not necessarily intrinsic to your character, uh, uh-huh. but let me know if this sounds good. If you don't like it, you can roll another one. But so category four is uh, guilt, and the fourth item in guilt is greed leads to killing. Um, you want to stick <laughs> with greed leads, leads to killing, or you want what's behind the door? I want greed leads to killing. All right. Uh, Aline, can you give me a die roll on your uh, your black die? Four. Uh, give me another one that's not guilt already. Three. All right. Three is innocence. Give me a number uh, for one of the innocence categories. One. All right. So innocence, somebody is not so innocent at all. Or you can go for another die roll if you want, since it's your choice. Someone is not so in- innocent. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> I don't know. Things are building to a head here in Boomtown. We know some people need some gold, and some people know about some gold, and some people's guilt might lead to killing. Some people might not be as innocent 
as we think they are. Um, who's going to give us our first scene of Act 2? Oh, I have an idea, but tell me if this is... I, I want to make sure I'm not out of keeping as I'm thinking that Otis has managed to uh, acquire that trunk. He's found it somehow, and he has the trunk full of bullion, or is that a different part plot point? Uh, you can you can do that. Uh, you know that may or may not stay in your possession for much longer, uh, depending that's on things. Fine. But yeah, that's maybe fine. that's a, an integral part of your plan. So I have it, and I'm knocking on Amos's the back door of his saloon, dragging something very heavy behind me. All right, so we are outside. The uh, it, what time of day is this, Otis? Oh, it's got to be very late at night, like nine p.m. Very, very late. All right. A, a, a coyote howls in the distance as under the cover of moonlight, uh, Otis is dragging a, a hefty steamer trunk uh, through the mud and muck behind the dirty bottle, uh, Amos's place of business. Let um, me in. Let me in. Hear me knocking back here. Who is knocking on my, uh, who is knocking <laughs> on the door of my saloon called the Dusty Bottle and not the Dirty uh, Bottle? I'll break your pretty face with a Dusty Bottle if you don't open up. It's Otis here. Oh, Otis. Okay, all right. Uh, and Amos swings the latch and opens up the door. You gotta help me with this incredibly heavy satchel. Yeah, you're looking a little uh, worse for wear there, uh, Otis. What? There's you no got? time for that. Thing? We gotta get it inside before it's too late. All right. Well, I'm uh, helping. Uh, sure. This is. You fine. can easily lift about 500 pounds, right? Yeah, with your help, perhaps. Excellent. Let's get this inside your saloon. Where's a good place to hide it in here? What is it? What what are you trying to put in my saloon? We can't have Maeve sniffing around. What do you think weighs this much? It's a dead body. No, it's gold, you fool. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Otis. All right, let's uh, move it to the back. Um, I've got a uh, place under the floorboards uh, where we can stick it. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just uh, drag it. But, all right. Way. All right. That's great. Now, don't you go stealing it. I'm going to run back to the county clerk's office, even though it's late at night, and uh, try to fool people. See you later. (laughs) And scene. So, Otis has successfully uh, found a hiding place for his misplaced trunk full of gold bullion uh, here in the the dusty bottle uh, saloon. What could go wrong? Uh, uh, Glenn, please note that uh, Aline gave you a thumbs up that you got the success, so you have one more white die. Oh, I'm putting that in my pile here. Yeah. All right. All right. So that was a Otis scene. Who is going to set up the next scene for us? Uh, I will. I'd like to go back to the clerk's office Mm -hmm. where I am impatiently waiting for Otis to get back, and he rushes in all sweaty and disheveled (laughs) and way more suspicious than he usually looks even. (laughs) All Mr. Right. Throckmorton, what are you doing in my office without me here? And did you see anything and nothing is happening whatsoever? <laughs> oh, hello there, Otis. It is lovely to see you. I was just uh, looking through these papers here, trying to find that bill of sale you so kindly notarized earlier this very you same know, day. You know perfectly well I have given you that uh, bill of sale already when you walked out of here. Yes. I, I was wondering how difficult would it be for you to void it now that you have approved it? That would not be a problem at all, because as you know, I have many fences that need mending. Oh, that is good news. You see, I bought that land from Paint Can Jones. Do you know Paint Can Jones? He is a low-down little... It turns out that this lot, which I had taken to be the perfect place for my new shady business, is in fact shaded all of the time at night. Well, you never trust anyone who wears a paint can on their head with two eye holes cut out. That's why they call them that. 
That I wish you had given me that information earlier, sir. So Could be I'll, anybody. I'll just uh, drop, shall we say, three silver dollars here on your uh, <laughs> desk. Clink, clink, clink. Yes, yeah, this time can, I better hide them. And you can just uh, void that their uh, bill of sale, and that no good, useless property can go back to Paint Can Jones. <laughs> oh, he'll never be expecting this. Kachunk, so kachunk, kachunk. He'll be so full of lamentations, you'll think he studied the Bible. Good day, sir. I've never heard of that book. Things are just uh, things are going great for everybody. It seems like because Jasper got his uh, his bill of sale uh, uh, voided as he wanted for whatever reason. Uh, Monty, please uh, make note you've got uh, an additional white die that uh, Micah has handed you. So uh, I think we got to find out uh, either a scene from uh, Maeve or a scene from uh, from. Uh, uh, oh, I keep forgetting Amos. your Amos. Sorry, Amos and Otis for some reason is hard in my head. So <laughs> yes, right. it's it's a great movie. You should watch it. Okay. Uh, so Amos is <laughs> in his so many little animals. Amos is in his or in his office is in the saloon, uh, sort of trying to get the gold where it needs to go into the floorboards where he sort of keeps things uh, tucked away. And I think uh, Maeve is probably going to come back um, to have a conversation with Amos to see if Amos is going to tell on on Otis. So, uh, okay, I guess uh, Amos is going to come out of the back. Oh, my God. I have no idea where he found that. This is not good. This is not good. Amos is sort of pacing back and forth in front of the bar. So, okay. what's going on here? <laughs> oh, Sheriff Mave, <laughs> as I live and breathe, welcome on back to this old saloon. What's got you here so late at night? So, I heard these strange noises, and I saw these strange drag marks leading up to the door of your saloon. And I've got to say, it kind of looks like a dead body was being dragged along here. <laughs> Oh, well, Sheriff Maeve, you sure must be some sort of coyote, I tell you. You just uh, always sniffing about and sure do know uh, all these these smart little things that you keep uh, peeking on. Uh, so uh, to tell you the truth, what what uh, what that was, um, was a, a sack of potatoes. You see, uh, my my patrons uh, occasionally like a nice pickled potato. And so I buy these huge bags of potatoes and got to drag them in through the back door. Uh, so that's what you saw. You know, those bags of potatoes tend to look you like know, human you know beings. That raw potatoes are are like lethal to people <laughs> we cut to an alley where there are two bums just <laughs> vomiting pickled potatoes up. i hate these things me too Why steve but they taste so good so yeah so, uh, are you telling me that you're poisoning your patrons on occasion oh. not all the time just sometimes Look, uh, here's the deal. Uh, you know that scientist that I met earlier? That scientist, uh, Rat, 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 Rat Musson, uh, done told me that alcohol is doing just as much poisoning as my pickled potatoes. Mm. So, you know, you, you, you make your choices. And if my patrons like pickled potatoes and they just so happen to kill you, like apparently a nice glass of whiskey does, there ain't nothing I can do about it, Sheriff. 
show me show me these this sack of potatoes the sack of spuds right that's exactly what i'll do uh i'll show you that sack of potatoes which i have right in the back door here i think uh amos walks in to the back and is like leading the sheriff in and he forgot to lay down and like in in the rush of trying to put the stuff underneath he forgot to put the planks over the top of the trunk that's uh in the floor uh, so they're, they're, they're just right over there. And I like try to point you away as I'm sort of kicking the board over and <laughs> trying to be clever about it. Uh, yeah, they're just, uh, right yeah. over there through that. No, do- I, do- I'm looking under those boards. Right. So, uh, wh- you know, sometimes people use words for other words and sacks of potatoes mm-hmm. really mean big trunks of gold where I come uh-huh. from. So, where, where do you come from? This is oh, a strange land. Uh, from from the, from the east, you know. Uh, yeah. I came from the east, and now I'm in the west, as it, as it were. Yeah. All right. I'm going to okay. figure out what you're doing here. Scene. Uh, that was the end of it. So All right. Gold. That yeah. was not what was supposed to happen. No, it was not, but it's almost like it's a fiasco. Um <laughs> All right, I think we got one last round to go. Everybody, uh, probably there's some thumbs up and thumbs downs left to give out, and this is where you know things are really gonna get gonna hit the fan. Uh, we'll have our everybody gets one last scene. Um, you know, I'll say at this point, feel free to include as many characters as you want in scenes, and there will be kind of a montage style aftermath where we find out the long term fate of your characters. But uh, I think you know. Don't don't hold back here. I think things are things are gonna get gonna get real bad for some people. All right. So Maeve, uh, do you want to set up a scene or resolve a scene? I want to set up confronting Otis. All right. So following in, maybe just ask after Jasper leaves mm-hmm. Otis's office. A lot, lot, lot of business. At the, the clerk, the clerk's the office clerks. is hopping tonight. <laughs> we yeah. pass as I go out, as we go out, and I say, "Ah, uh, hello, dear sister." <laughs> oh, and I run off. <laughs> okay, Otis, I saw you go into the saloon. I saw you dragging a very heavy trunk full of gold. And I saw it stashed, not well, not under floorboards, as it turns out. Honestly, I don't really care about you. Will you just tell me what's going on so I can talk to Jasper? Absolutely. As you know, your brother is a terrible thief and a moron and also uh, disreputable. And uh, I was storing that gold for him. But you know what? I will tell you, I will take you to him. What we need to do is go to the old sawmill, even though it is night, because I believe that is where we can find your brother and you can bring this to a conclusion and take him into custody. Uh, you know, no. Just tell me what's going on. All of my notes are at the sawmill, so we will have to go there. Okay. <laughs> I will go to the sawmill. Show me. And that's the end of that scene. All right. Oh, wait. Did I miss something up? Does Maeve need to get something better than she got? No, I think that's okay. Otis has, Otis is now, uh, uh, you know, she's she's broken Otis, uh, it seems like. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> keeps his notes at the sawmill. Yeah. So just to make, to keep track from accounting purposes, Monty gave Micah a black die last round, or last turn, I should say, and just gave uh, Aline 
uh, I assume your last uh, white die. So, um, all right. So we are on to uh, the last part of scene two. Um, we're going to have a series more of uh, of scenes. Uh, I actually still have one white die. Do you? Uh, yeah, because somebody yeah, gave me a white one black die. Oh, they're separate. I, separate pools. I don't think I've given okay. any away Got it. yet. Yeah. I've received one, but I haven't given any away. So uh, you may have some. You, so you, you're going to be uh, Glenn. You're going to be real, having a lot of control over how these things steer. Uh, Glenn, did you say you knew where things were going to end up, or has has I Jasper, had an idea about Jasper, a and, uh, sawmill, and a long it. or tall log? Do it. What's the scene? <laughs> right. Set it up. All right. So uh, let's see. But no, I can't get Jasper there because I didn't tell him that. Oh, before wait, before the sheriff walked in, you get to just say where I am. Yeah, just say right. where he is. Jasper is it. in the sawmill waiting because he knows things are about to come down. Otis has very cleverly and implausibly uh, suggested the sheriff go there. And so she is wisely standing behind him, making him go first as he walks into a darkened sawmill, which Jasper is lurking at one end near some kind of control mechanism. All right. So we got we got Jasper, Otis and Maeve in a dark, abandoned sawmill. Well, no, it's functional. It's fully functional. All right. This is officially an Otis scene. So thumbs up and thumbs downs go. Well, 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 Madam Sheriff. You know, that, you that's like a to... weird voice for you to be using right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do apologize. The acoustics in here are not what I'm used to. May... Sheriff, you... Oh. Otis, please. <laughs> Just one moment while I speak to my beloved sister. Maeve... How was it that you became elected sheriff of this fine city? Do you remember? Because I do. It was I that got you elected. It was I. It was what? I. <laughs> <laughs> I do not see how. Especially because it hasn't worked out well for you. You know I control all the judges in this town. That has nothing to do with the vote. Uh, and here's where Otis tries to sneak up behind the sheriff who's walked towards uh, he's walked towards Jasper. And he's holding a long or tall, uh, <laughs> long stick in his hand. He attempts to hit her, but he slips and falls into the mechanism of the lumber mill and is mangled. <laughs> Maeve, oh look out! Oh, 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 how do I turn this off? Yeah, I've got people for this. Uh, yeah, this button. Zzz, oh, no, that meant it faster. This button. Oh, God, those are the hooks. Uh, oh, God. Uh, this button. I die. You, he's, he's still okay. He's still talking. Oh, no. I'm not dead yet. Maeve, what have you done? All right. Who this poor man here? And let's uh, let's see, uh, Otis, uh, you uh, you have been handed a black die by Michael. All right, he just Thank walked you. right into that saw blade. It's... Well, I had a different plan, but it didn't quite work out with my. <laughs> had to come to a bitter end. That happens. Now I'm only flashbacks. Dead. When you know, you're not you, dead, you may not be dead. You may. Oh, I'm mangled. I'm in the county in hospital. Um. So, uh, you know, Micah, you're because uh, Amos is not there. Can we jump to you? Can you uh, set us up a scene or? Uh, resolve a scene that gets set up for you. What do you want to do? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I've given up. I've already given away both of my die. So technically, I can't resolve a scene, right? I think um, so. so maybe I 
Still got a bunch of gold. We still got a bunch of gold. We could yeah, cut yeah, yeah. very far forward, and you could be visiting him in the hospital after a long <laughs> yeah. convalescence. Or, yeah, you, like or, or you're the next person to, to walk in the door at the sawmill. <laughs> um, you saw the party. So here's Didn't the problem. The, this can be outside of things, uh, Tony. I'm curious because we talked about how we didn't want people to die necessarily. But one of our things was the one that I rolled was that greed leads to killing. So if greed leads to killing, don't we need to have somebody die? Uh, sure. Or attempted killing. You know, because here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Go, t- let's go hear with whatever you're thinking. Yeah. I want right. to hear so, what you're thinking. I do like this uh, a little bit farther along. Um, we've got Otis in the in the infirmary, uh, and Amos is coming to visit <laughs> Otis in the infirmary to check on him, you know, to make sure everything's okay. So uh, Amos walks in, um, and I think it's it's uh, twilight uh, out, and uh, Amos walks oh, I in. Went uh, to the St. James Infirmary, and he's sort of got this uh, this distant now- look in his eye, and he says. Now, you can only stay with him for a few minutes, love. He's very sick, and I have to change the leeches. Oh, very well. <laughs> I only planned on being here for a couple minutes anyway. Um, and he walks up to to Otis. Uh, how, how you doing, Otis? Amos. Amos, is that you? I, I can barely see through all this gauze. I didn't get my head hurt at all, but they wrapped all this gauze around me, and I'm there charging <laughs> me for it, too. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm real sorry, Otis, that this happened. Uh, Sheriff Maeve uh, came over and uh, she she found you know she saw the gold that you brought over and you know we were able to determine that it was something that you indeed did find and didn't steal from any party. Uh, so I still do have that gold sitting in the back of the the saloon for whenever you get on out of here. Well, that's good. I'll never walk again, so I'll need some kind of wheeled contraption to move me around. Maybe we can get that rat fellow of your friend of yours to build me something. Ah, uh, yes, my dear professor friend. We'll see what he can do. You know, he is a, a loan. Uh, he's 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 got a, a loan out, so um, I imagine I'd be able to help him out uh, to help you out. Of course, my dear friend Otis. I'm just waiting for a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Sorry. <laughs> Are are you attempting to embrace me or strangle me, sir? I cannot tell through all this cause. Uh, I'm I'm just sitting here uh, by you, uh, Otis, and sort of checking to see how you're responding to stimulation, as it were. Trying to see if there's any um, paralysis or anything. All right. Uh, So anyway, Otis, what I wanted to tell you was um how does this pillow smell and (laughs) amos puts the pillow over otis's face um and i think what happens is otis you're clever you're gonna pretend to die i can't tell that you're not actually dead um and so obviously uh, amos would have wanted him to die so he can keep the gold he thinks uh he thinks otis is dead and he sort of leans down and he says Man, I'm real sorry, Otis, but let's be real. You should have never made friends with me in the first place. I got three That's names. why I always carry this gun with No, I can't come out. No, I can't come out on top. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> I got three names Amos, Benjamin, Cassidy, and you can't count on any of them. All right, scene. So, uh, just to clarify, did that not go? Uh, I, so. I got a thumbs go well down for, uh, from Glenn, and it for, was your scene. Amos. All right. So, yeah. so, Amos, it did not go the way Amos wanted to. Oh, it. So correct. It was because I didn't know that he actually was still alive yes. in the end. All so right. I give a black. I'm giving a black die to, to 
Micah. Okay. All right. I have two white and one black. On my so side. I think by my count, we got a, a Jasper and a Maeve scene left. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, a saloon operator who has just attempted to suffocate his former partner in crime. And uh, Jasper or Maeve, who's ready uh, to set a scene or uh, resolve a scene? I got one. Um, how about we go back to the dusty saloon where Amos walks in the door and there's Jasper waiting for him. <sighs> what do you want, Jasper? It has been a long night. Amos, my boy, you can't fool me. I can see right through you. I know so much about Amos. You would think I had studied the Bible. That is one of the books of the Bible. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> You talk about all this seeing, but you got that big old black eye I gave you. I don't know how you see anything, friend. A man like me does not need his eyes to see. I got ears. Do you know the name Paint Can Jones? Paint Can Jones told me a very interesting story about a gold strike down at Gold Creek and about a trunk full of gold bullion. You son of a... What? did he tell you about a trunk full of gold bullion? He told me where it's from. And I don't think you know where it's from, do you? It don't matter where it's from. It matters where it is, Jasper. And where it is, is not in your hands. That's my grandpappy's trunk full of gold bullion, my son. That's right, gambling Jim Throckmorton, the man who built this entire city. Okay, okay, okay. I see what you're trying to do here, Jasper, and it's real funny. And Amos uh, reaches into his vest uh, in her pocket and pulls out these papers and slaps them down on the table and says, Why don't you go ahead and give that a little read there, Jasper, with your one eye? Well, I believe I will. Thank you. Hmm, let's see here. Why, why, this is, this is quite a revelation. Uh, it's kind of dark in here, though. Could you, could you help me out, uh... What does yeah, what this that, say right here? <laughs> what that says there is that my dear friend Otis done gadzooked you because that says that your grandpappy ain't ever owned the property where that gold done uh, come from. You you say Otis gadzooked me? I've been Ot gadzooked by Otis? I oh know. <laughs> there ain't no worse pain in the world than being gadzooked by Otis. And you may, you may have stole my wife. But I done stole your pride. Scene. <laughs> All right. I think we got one last scene uh, with uh, with Maeve, and probably only one. Per who's who's got a thumbs up or a thumbs down left at this point? I I think I'm I have out. a th thumbs up. Right. I have okay. Three dice. Yeah. So that means I should have one extra. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, so I have a thumbs up. We kind of know how this is gonna go, but. Uh, Maeve, do you, I gotta give you a got, thumbs up to you. Do you? Uh, I think you can actually, for the last one, you can decide. But uh, Maeve, do you? Uh, do you have a sense of what what your uh, your last last act is uh, in the story is going to be? Uh, well, I think it involves me talking with Jasper. Oh no! It says here you need to take revenge on me for something. <laughs> I need to get even. Get even. Um. So. I think maybe we meet at that property where it's constantly uh, shaded. 
All right, but I'm no longer standing inside it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so not on the uh, empty lot, but near the empty lot. Near the empty lot. All right, near the empty lot uh, in Boomtown. It's been a it's been a, a exciting couple days here in Boomtown, and uh, Maeve the sheriff and Jasper the technically entrepreneur cross paths. <laughs> I'm still a proprietor of the Throckmorton Emporium, sir. In- indeed. So, Jasper. How are your spa plans coming along? Spa? A foolish notion. A trifle. Mm. I have returned this property to young paint can Jones. He tried to flim-flam me, but I would not be flim-flammed by such a man. (laughs) Did you know that I talked to Otis recently and kind of helped him find a chest of gold? I did not know that. Mm. Tell me, does it ever grate on you being such a traitor to the Throckmorton name? I don't think I'm the traitor, Jasper. I think that you are. And I am so glad that that money is not going to you. I will get my hands on it eventually. Amos is a foolish boy. All I need to do is get a stake in that sarsaparilla saloon, get my hooks into Otis. Oh, this is not the last you'll hear of Jasper P. Throckmorton. Mm-hmm. Yep, there will be you... many, uh, let's say, chronicles about him. <laughs> Goes through a cupboard. Okay, Jasper. And so they both walk off into opposite sunsets. <laughs> <laughs> two, the two sons. sons that made me think a shady business would be yeah. so useful. It, it's so hot. Never, Twist. This takes place on Tatooine. Which, yeah, exactly. Which Earth it's been science on. fiction the whole time. Um, right. I mentioned I have six eyes. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's up up to the listeners to paint their own portrait of the characters. So. <laughs> That's an example of how Otis can't count. He established yeah. that earlier. Yes, that's right. Um, so, uh, what well, we've had our final scene. So, the last thing we have to do is there's going to be a, a little bit of a montage in the aftermath. Uh, each of the players, you should have a little pile of dice in front of you, right? Mm-hmm. So, here's what I want you to do: do the same kind of math that we did at the uh, the middle point to see uh, how your fate is going to be. And you want a high number, but it sounds like you're probably not going to get a high number uh, based on um, what you got going for you. Okay, so we roll them all, and then yeah, and then ho ho, Monty, what'd you get? Uh, I rolled eleven black and six white, so I'm at five black. All right, five black is uh, you're, so your so Jasper's physical state is going to be rough. Um, you know, things things are have not gone great for him. Uh, and you'll tell us more about what that looks like in a second. Anybody else ready with their math? Glenn, I have... Oh, sorry. Glenn, go for it. What do you got? All right, I got nine black and seven... Or, sorry, wait. Nine black, six white. So I have three black net, right? All right. Um, things are harsh. Uh, a lifetime of medications harsh. Uh, Aww. A, a big black cloud of hurt is going to rain all over you. Wow. Um, all right, Aline, what do you got? <laughs> you did Probably. fall in a sawmill. That's like. true. <laughs> and I was always smothered by a pillow, so. Um, I netted black one. All right. Um, 
Somehow, see, this doesn't, this doesn't seem like this totally lines up with uh, uh, your your story. So, up to you in terms of what happens uh, in the uh, in in your aftermath. Black one is horrible. Uh, you are probably dead. Um, there is no justice. There is no mercy. Everything is utterly <laughs> painful and awful. So, wow, I would have thought a higher black number would be worse than the white number. No, the, no. it's the higher is you want the lower the number, the worse off things are. So oh, one one and zero is real bad. Uh, Micah, what do you end up with? White four. All right. Um, so white four. So you were one of the few to get the white. White is more as opposed to black is physical. White is social or emotional or mental. So white four is 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 bitter. Uh, you know what it's like to be crushed and uh, and brought low. Um, you know, and you you just you aren't in the same place you started out. Um, you know your your enemies gloat, and you are you just have to take it. So what I want you to do it sounds like each person should have uh, four die. You're gonna do uh um four uh kind of flashbacks or not sorry not necessarily flashbacks four montage scenes in the aftermath, and these are real quick. They're gonna be uh, third person, so you're just gonna tell us kind of one line. Uh, this is what's happening to Maeve uh, after the events of that just concluded here in Boomtown. So uh, we're just gonna go around. Uh, I'm gonna go clockwise on my screen, so it's gonna be uh, Micah, Monty, Glenn, and Aline. And uh, I just want to hear, you know, four different things are gonna happen to your character. Uh, give me them uh, one at a time as we go around. So, um, Micah, you're up first. Uh, what's happening to Amos in the in the as the end credits roll? Where do we see him? Well, we see Amos uh, in his bar, thinking in his uh, saloon, thinking that everything's great. He's got this uh, you know big thing of money, and then Otis walks in. Well, maybe he doesn't walk in. He uh, is you know he, <laughs> he, he comes in. in. The door sort of flies open. The dust comes in, and he comes in, and you just see Amos like. Oh my God! Because last you knew, he was super dead at your own hands. All right, flash two, uh, Jasper. Uh, Jasper's face never fully healed right, and his veneer of congeniality wore away. So we see him fifteen years down the line, where he's holed up in the penthouse apartment of his emporium, which at four stories high is the highest building in Boomtown. He never goes out. He just glowers out a window. All right. Next, Glenn. Well, Otis never did entirely heal, and he had a lifetime of pain and suffering ahead of him. So even when he confronted Amos, was he wheeled into the saloon over the gold, he knew that no gold bullion could ever fill the void within him or stop all that pain he was having. Uh, Aline. Um, I think the scene is uh, we see the judges coming to Maeve. And confronting her because their payments for her election have stopped. And back around to uh, Amos. All right. Um, Amos, I think, is going to... This is sort of like a, a timed montage. Yep. So we see him sort of going through a couple years because his face is changing and getting older because he actually had to spend some time in the click for uh attempted murder but because this is a you know an old west town uh it doesn't last as long and the fact that he has uh quite a few people in his pocket thanks to those loans that he gave out so he spends some time in in uh jail and is very very bitter about it new sheriff is crap too (laughs) jasper uh, the town is growing and becoming big and becoming modern, and Jasper is losing his grip 
on the power and respect he used to have. And now kids are like openly mocking him. And we see him say, so your name's Ruth, is it? Why, I know so much about Ruth. You think, hey, come back. Hey. And the kids are just walking past him, ignoring him as he tries to wheeze out his joke. Otis. Otis becomes the richest man in the town, but the poorest in spirit. Maeve. I don't even know. Um, Maeve is working in a shop, trying to keep it together. Uh, Back to Amos. Uh, Amos returns to his saloon. Um, I think like the windows have been broke. We see sort of him walking up to the saloon and it's while he's been gone. No one was taking care of it. The windows are broken out. Uh, You sort of see him come inside and start to clean out. And then he cuts his hand on a piece of glass on the ground and just sort of like sees the blood and just collapses on the floor. Just so, so utterly done with where his life has gone. Jasper. Jasper is in his deathbed. His wife, Sally, comes in, spits on him, and then leaves with a man wearing a paint paint can on his head. Oh, no! Did not see that coming. Otis! Uh, Even though Otis is in excruciating pain, he decides taking up painting would be a good idea. (laughs) Maeve! She decided, too late to try to reconcile with her brother, and walked in. Just after he died. We got we got one last round from everybody. So, uh, Amos. All right. Uh, last but not least, Amos, it's it's some years in the future now. Amos's shop is, uh, or his saloon is, is back in working order, but they don't get as many clients as they used to. And they certainly, uh, he doesn't get to make any loans to anybody. Um, in fact, he occasionally gets a visit from good old Otis, who, because of all of his uh, painting and things, has become quite a successful person, both sort of spiritually and uh, and financially. And, uh, you know, Amos is just bitter about the whole thing. Not only did he rise from the ashes like a phoenix as his old friend Otis, but Otis is now not doing too poorly. And uh, Amos is just hating his life. Jasper? Uh after Maeve walked in, we saw Jasper was dead. We now zoom in and we see that on the ground next to his deathbed is a Bible. And we zoom in and it's just full of notes, like the word Thessalonian circled in a bunch of question marks. <laughs> <laughs> He's never looked at anything but the titles of the books. Otis. Well, even though Otis has his successful painting career and all of his money... He finally reads that book, that Bible, and he realizes what fate awaits him in the end. And last but not least, how do things end for Maeve? I think it's just this final shot of her crying over her brother's deathbed, wondering where it all went wrong. Where did it all go wrong? That is uh, incredibly tragic, everybody. Good job. <laughs> well, it went wrong when you invited me on the show, as you yeah. know. Well, that uh, that brings this fiasco to a close. Uh, let me uh, may- let me thank our players. Uh, Micah Sargent, thank you for bringing Amos to life. Oh, well, you are welcome, Tony Sindelar, anytime. Monty, you are my favorite Jasper Preet Throckmorton. And now Jasper's in hell and he's really annoying everybody. 
<laughs> Hell is uh, other Jaspers. You say your name actually is Obadiah? Why, sir? <laughs> Glenn, you're the most corrupt county clerk I've ever met. Thank you. I've worked hard at this, and I got fairly got my just reward at the end, baby. I don't know. And Aline Sims, thanks for being the law and order here in our in Boomtown. Dun, dun. I don't feel like I was very successful. You know, it's it's hard. People real crooked here. Well, yeah. listeners, uh, this was Fiasco, which is a game. Uh, it's, it's available as a book. You could check out and buy and play with your friends. Thanks for listening. This has been Game Show on the Incomparable Network. I'm Tony. Bye, nerds. Bye.